Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the sportive. It's we're back again. We we recorded 14 episodes in 14 days last week and it was fun. But the really surprising thing that we decided to do was actually come back and not record only one episode a month, but come back the week following. So I, I I'm John Martheller. I'm here. And with me is Stu. Oh, hey, John. How's it going? Not too bad. We actually, you, obviously, listeners, you can't see this, but Stu and I appear to match pretty nicely on the Zoom. We appear to be wearing the same shirt. Olive green shirt, shoulder length hair. That's all. Yep. That's all that I know. I got shoulder length gray hair now, too, <laughs> because true. my children are young. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it's it's a good look. I'm glad. I'm glad we put on our team jerseys for tonight, I guess is what I'm saying. Correct. Speaking of team jerseys, speaking of teams, speaking of People who should be in prison. Stu, where were you when Phil Cuzzy or possibly Phil Cusy came back into the Minnesota sports fan consciousness? Sound asleep, John. I was <laughs> uh, it was five to one. Um, I believe Max Muncie had just hit another home run, so I just went to bed. Didn't think anything of it. Wake up, see the see the final is nine to eight. I'm picking up dog shit. Outside from my uh, dog's leavings in the morning. Uh, and then made the mistake of logging on to social media to see how that 9 to 8 came to be. And just the anger came right back, John. It was a real blast oh, from the past this morning. The vitriol. It really was. They even fucked up a calling a double. I mean, yeah. that's the serial killer letting the cops know that you can't catch him. He's just <laughs> his signature move, fucking up a double. I just, oh God! Honestly, I'm so glad I didn't see it. I'm so glad. <laughs> the double the, balls and strikes. Obviously, those are bad calls. But the double was an amazingly bad call. I I was. It it, it was like the the crooked wrestling referee call mm-hmm. of <laughs> the ball the. The ball hit the line. It was it was a it was a ground ball. It hit the line. The second bounce took place on the other side of the bag, and it had to be at least a foot foul at that point. Yeah. There's no there's no level of geometry that would allow you to draw anything but a parabola but between those it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. The umpiring was so bad, even the usual suspects who say, well, you were four of 17 with runners in scoring position. If you're, the refs aren't beating you, you're beating yourselves. Even they, those people, 
By which I mean Dan Barrero couldn't even say <laughs> that the Twins didn't get absolutely fucked. I mean, everyone saw it. It was so bad. And now what that leaves them with is their fifth starter tonight against Clayton Kershaw and no bullpen to back him up. I mean, they're absolutely going to lose 12 to two tonight. There's, it's not, it, it's, they have to hope they can like sneak one out tomorrow because they got no chance tonight. Not a chance. I, I have the pregame show on, on, on this TV here. And they just, they went from Rocco Baldelli. They were doing an interview with Rocco Baldelli in his office. And, you know, he's not exactly wearing a suit and tie. He's got like a t-shirt on. He looks like a beleaguered youth hockey coach at this point. Just, you know, the scandal, the scandals may go all the way to the top. And there's Uh, some money missing. And the the Channel 5 eyewitness, the I-team has cornered him in a parking lot. And then it made it worse because they cut immediately from that to Trevor Plouffe is doing the sideline commentary yeah. or whatever. And Trevor yeah. Plouffe somehow, in, in the interim between stopping being a baseball player and now being a sideline guy, has become impossibly handsome. Oh, God, like, dude. L.A. Law, Harry Hamlin mm-hmm. yeah. kind of handsome. I, I don't remember. I mean, obviously, I was more concerned with his shortstop play when he was a baseball yes. player, but I don't remember him being quite so impossibly handsome before. Yeah, Um it's wild. Um, and the react like Glenn Perkins basically said Phil Cuzzy is uh, a, a mobster. I mean, right. he just basically just torched him on social. Dick this is Bremer, why Glenn Perkins is our favorite. Our favorite. Dick Bremer was so mad last night, even though he didn't say much about <laughs> the Kirilov at bat. Um, he, you could the tone of voice is the tone of voice of a dad who's been watching his kids fuck around at mass for an hour, <laughs> and he gets them back to the car. <laughs> they're, they're not stopping at Dairy Queen on the way home. The, the doors of the station and, wagon shut. To yes, just that, silence. That, 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 yes, that that tone of his voice was just so just just boiling mad. <laughs> oh God, it just everyone's. I mean, and what are you gonna? I mean, in in, in the long run, it doesn't matter because the central is so bad. Yeah, that this game. I mean, they could. I mean, they could even get swept by the Dodgers. They'll probably be fine because they have the, they have a day off on Thursday. They have the Angels Friday through Sunday. The Angels will find a way to lose two or three of those games, even though both Otani and Mike Trout will do something incredible <laughs> in all three of those games, yes. probably. So they'll be fine. They'll go two and four, or maybe three and three if they're lucky on this road trip. And it'll be fine. It's just a reminder of Minnesota's place in the sports hierarchy. That stuff does not happen in reverse. No. It does not happen to the Dodgers against the Twins. It simply does not happen. It might happen to the Dodgers against the Red Sox. Yeah. It might happen to the Dodgers against the Cubs or the Yankees, but it will not happen against the Minnesota Twins. It will not happen against the Detroit Tigers. It will never happen against the Colorado Rockies. I mean, it just, it doesn't, it never does. It never will. You have to make peace with that to still enjoy these games. They just, so, so one thing I heard this morning, I think it was on Mike, I, I always end up plugging Mike Rand's podcast, but they said that the twins have lost 11 in a row to the Dodgers. Yeah. Which, you know, again, that's, that's not quite like their, their futility against the Yankees, their pl- playoff no. futility, but in, still it's, that's hard to do, and that's hitting back. Like, that's also, dating back I mean, like seven Cole, or eight years now. Yeah, it also coincides with a really good stretch of play for the Dodgers and the Twins being pretty not great. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that does, I mean, that's part of it, but I mean, I mean, I was optimistic last Thursday and that proved to be at least correct in the short term. I'm going to continue being optimistic in that they could have laid down and died last night yeah. very easily. But I mean, true. Uh, I thought that they were down, they were down three, nothing before the game started, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they did. They got a short start from their number one starter. Um, but they fought back. They got a three run home run from a guy they sent to the minors because he couldn't hit a change up. <laughs> I mean, and they threw him a fastball. Yeah. That was, was great. That was great. Um, Buxton was Good over scouting. 27 and he comes in and, and, and just like helps them in the late innings. I mean, it's, it's been a very encouraging stretch of play by the things that they control can control since last we spoke. And again, it is a small sample size, whatever. They put the Chicago Cubs in the fucking ground over the weekend, which was great. Um, they played the Dodgers straight. Would have won last night if the umpires weren't uh, corrupt, awful people who should all be in jail, space jail, the worst jail of all. Um, so I continue to be optimistic about the Twins, acknowledging that they're going to get fucking boat raced tonight. So that's... <laughs> well, as we cover the game live, they let off with a double. Yep, told you. Oh, the Twins did? Yeah, the Twins did. Oh, fun. That'll be fun. <laughs> All right. So here's something we need. I think we need to talk about. You apologizing to the Twins offense? No. Okay. This this came up. I was at the I was at the game last Thursday, and they did whatever. I, I can't remember the name of the game, but they did the scoreboard game where the mountain climber climbs up the Price is Right yeah. game. Yeah, I I can't remember what that game is called, but uh, hitchhiker, somebody... hiker Andes, something like yeah. that. I don't. Know. The Matterhorn uh, was it the, the Matterhorn? It's very possibly the Matterhorn. I wasn't okay. paying attention to the name, but I did pay attention to the game, and it was guessing the age of Twins players. Mm-hmm. And one of the players mentioned was Donovan Solano. Do you know how old Donovan Solano is? I thought Donovan Solano. I hadn't heard of him, so I assumed he was twenty seven. 26 somewhere in that range no, he played for he played for the reds for a while and no one pays attention to the reds anymore right so he's probably like 33 34 right he's 35 years old holy crap exactly yeah, i mean cincinnati is like this like twilight zone now like, <laughs> and i mean you and i grew up with the, the, them being like you know a good like solid right. I, mean, I grew up with them being a fucking monster yeah, um, but, and then when I, mean, I grew up, they still had Barry Larkin. As well, but like since like Eric the mid nineties, like ever since Chris Sabo hung up the safety glasses, they've <laughs> just been a black hole. I mean, nothing. Yeah. It's just so. Joey. It's like Joey Votto paying his penance for a long <laughs> series of sins that have <laughs> that seen we don't want to ever know about. Yeah. <laughs> if Keith Morrison sent- ever finds out what he did, he is done. He's he been sentenced to play baseball in Cincinnati for 25 years. Joey yes. Votto has been there literally forever, just yes. getting hits and looking sad. Yeah, as you would be. You're playing for the Cincinnati Reds. So it's a weird. I mean, it the whole the whole thing's weird in Cincinnati, and they're terrible this year, aren't they? Oh, they're awful, and they've got... terrible in the terrible in the way that Pittsburgh was supposed to be terrible. Yeah, I mean the. Uh... The uh, guys that they got for uh, Tyler Molly, uh, yeah. Spencer Steer's been playing third base for them all year. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I didn't know yes. that. Well, I, I didn't only... know that until they had the injury update. And I yeah. know the the, the um, uh, oh goodness, uh, Encarnacion Strand. Yep, 
Like, or he's like their best prospect. He looks what like he's they, actually what do they do? legitimately good. So that's going to be a bummer for Minnesota. It'll be what everyone brings up on um, the K-Fan for the next 25 years. Right. Um, but uh, they're just bad. They're so bad, John. They're not good. I was like, when we were talking about guys the Twins traded away, Lamonte Wade was on that. I I had completely forgotten about Lamonte Wade. So it was a genuine shock <laughs> when it was like, oh, by the way, Lamonte Wade is San Francisco's leadoff hitter and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like Giants aren't anything special either, if I remember right. But yeah, but he is their leadoff hitter, and I think we didn't. The guy we got from him ended up being like a, a was it was that the Sam Dyson trade? Yeah, no, I don't Ooh. think that it was, but it was or, a similar trade in that they got a guy and then they realized he was actually a basketball player that did somehow <laughs> trade for. Like, wait a second, this says point guard. You're a point guard. How did we trade an outfielder oh, for a point guard? That's not good. I'm so, but you know, Ooh, another stat they just showed on the broadcast: the Twins all time are one and eleven at Dodger Stadium. I'm delighted by that because it includes like the '65 postseason. I was going to say that's got that's probably what <laughs> Bob Allison probably had the only game winning hit for him. Have you ever been to Dodger Stadium? I've never been to Dodger I have not, Stadium. No, no, I've never it been seems... to either. Uh, I've been to Los. I I've only been to Disneyland. I have not been to anything else in Los Angeles. It's, I mean, at this point, it's one of the sort of those baseball cathedrals that you sort of feel like you have to visit. It's like Wrigley and, yeah. I guess, Fenway and Dodger Stadium. I don't know what else would be on that list. At this point, Camden Yards might be on that list, I guess. But Astrodome. If you can if you can get attacked by uh, a rat of some kind at the Oakland's Coliseum this year before I they move, like that would be a... sort of to stretch out. Oakland's got to be the way to go, right? <laughs> You can if set you stuff on fire. The first pitch, nobody drag the infield. I mean, that's the way to go. If you just really want to be hands to... on at a baseball game, you've got to go to an Oakland A's game. <laughs> you want a bad A's, son? Go that's ahead. A... All right, it's starting to rain. We need some ground screw people. <laughs> you, you look like a strapping young lad. Get down here and pull this tarp on the infield. Do you know how to run a scoreboard, son? <laughs> You like gladiator movies? <laughs> I realize that's exactly what I was referencing. <laughs> and I, if if there's anybody out there who's under the age of thirty five and got that reference, send us a send us yeah, tweet, let us know. podcast on Twitter. Let us know in the home during during the hours we can have visitors. <laughs> that would be the hours from eight to ten a.m. Yep. We've been up. We've been up for hours drinking coffee at the McDonald's. Yep. Um, I I feel like I just want to commentate on this game now. The Twins scored a run. Oh, awesome! Alex Kirilov just got hit with a pitch. It's going to prove good. to be useless. So let's. Yeah. Well, let's see, because he was behind the plate last night, so he's at third. So there's only so much damage he can do over there. Oh, good, because he's because he's on the third baseline. On, John. The, fir- on the on the that's on great the left for field us, line. right? What could what can, what could happen what could out there? You give a guy a left field line, there's there's no possible way to screw up down the left field line. It's like the old folks home of the umpiring room. Anyway. Oh, God. This oh. is it's yeah. it's nice. It's nice. This must be what Gleeman and the Gleek geek feel like all the time. Just complaining yeah. about a one game, one twins game at a time. Yep. I mean it's a good hey, it's it's working out for them. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I do so every so often now. I do uh, um, a podcast after Loons games, after mm-hmm. Minnesota United games, and I've started referring to it as the Loons Vent Line, and it's it's <laughs> cathartic. It's really great. I 
I I understand why those things are so po- why those Colin shows are so popular after the oh, game. Oh yeah, man, it just feels feels good to just complain. Yeah, well, didn't correct me if I'm wrong. They just got absolutely blown up on Saturday, right? Yeah, they're they're not on a good run, Stu. And Saturday they went down. They were playing at Sporting Kansas City, a place where they've lost every game they've ever played mm-hmm. by an average score of three to nothing, except somehow for the one time they played there in the playoffs, they won three to nothing. But apart from that, they've played there eight times now in Kansas City, and they've lost all of them by a combined score of twenty-two to two. And on Saturday, oh. it was three to nothing. But the, the 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 thing that you don't the thing that you don't know that from that, I guess, is that Sporting Kansas City has been one of the worst teams in the league this year. They got their first win of the season the week before. They can't score any goals. They couldn't do anything. They were terrible. People were talking about, well, is this the week that Peter Vermees, their coach, gets fired? And Minnesota just went down there and got boat raced like usual. It's <sighs> it's one of the I mean, it's one of those things, but it's also not one of those things. Minnesota's in in a bad spot right now. They can't. That's they all going to change, goals. right, John? <laughs> uh, They've got Renoso well, back. Do you want to break the news? Well, I can break the news in the sense that everybody read it on Twitter over the last couple of days. But Emmanuel I'm Reynoso Wade hasn't. I know Wade has not read this. That's on true. Twitter. We we did get a tweet. You're from breaking Wade news that for he's Wade. Not dead. Yeah. But Wade, I'm here for you. I'll tell you that Emmanuel Reynoso is back in Minnesota, and according to a team statement, is now been cleared for all team activities. Which apparent, I mean, I don't know what that means at this point because nobody. Nobody knows for sure why he stayed in Argentina until May 15th uh, rather than reporting in January like he should have. Something something was going on. It doesn't seem to be legal related, which it's, uh, again, if MLS cleared him to play, then probably he's not wearing an ankle monitor. You know what I mean? Um, but the nobody nobody knows for sure why he has not showed up yet but uh, the thing is it it was easy to make noises about minnesota started the season they won three out of their first five drew the other two they were undefeated through five matches and at that point it was real easy for anybody who was in the locker room or on the coaching staff to say well you know when he gets back whenever he comes we're hopeful that he's going to come and Whenever he gets here, he's going to have to do a lot of apologizing, and we got to get him reintegrated into this group. And he's got to he's got to really show that he wants to be here. That's pretty easy to say when you're winning. Now they've lost five out of their last six. They drew the other one. They've got one point out of their last eighteen. I I feel like if I if you're Emmanuel Reynoso walking in, the the amount you have to grovel to get back into your teammates' good graces has gone down significantly because I think. At this point, people are starting to understand how badly they need somebody in that role. I don't I don't know when he will be able to play again. Obviously, he hasn't been training with the team as nobody knows whether he's been working out or whether he's just been eating Chex Mix on the couch in Argentina or I don't know. What would Argentinian people eat? Beef? Yes. Big just nothing flanks but of beef. Big. <laughs> if he's just been eating giant flanks of beef. The other thing, and <laughs> the other thing about Emmanuel Reynoso's game is that it's not like it, it was a high work rate game to start with. So they might throw him in there even if he can't run more than 10 yards in any direction because 
that's not really going to affect how he plays all that much. He's he's not really a he, he's not really an energy guy out there. So <laughs> we'll see. But it's over, over the past few weeks, it's sort of become obvious of just how much they need somebody like that. They've tried to they, they've tried to do a number of things to potentially avoid the need for that creative central mm-hmm. midfielder. They tra- they signed a Korean guy, Sang Bin Jung, and they tried putting him there, even though that's not really his position. He's not really a, not really a get the ball and look to make a pass guy. He's more of a running straight lines kind of guy. And it didn't really work. They've tried other guys there. It hasn't really worked. They switched to a different formation. It worked a little bit, but not that well. And so, I think at this point, the team would prefer that overall everyone just forgot that any of this happened, like <laughs> just sort of a memory wipe. And yeah, you know, we 11, the first 11 games of the season didn't have Emmanuel Reynoso because, and anyway, I, I don't know if that was garbled, but now he's back and everything's good. They, they just, I think they would love to love to hit the reset button and just start over with. Reynoso in the lineup so I don't think they can do that though well they're they're a third of the way through the season it seems it's easy to say it's it's real early because it feels it's still early as they haven't haven't reached the summer break yet or all of the other things they're doing the summer yet but a third of the season is gone and Minnesota is plummeting down the standings and for good, good reason they just they were sort of in the playoff picture and sort of not. And now they just got hammered by the 14th place team out of 14 in the Western conference. So oh, yeah. things, things are not trending in the right direction right now. They no, need to, they, they, they really could use some time off, except they're now on a stretch of eight games in 29 days or something like that. So mm-hmm. they've got, it's basically a game in the middle of the week and a game on the weekend every week for coming up until forever, or something forever, like that. forever. Though I mean, the one good thing they have going for them is that they did, they have made it into the last 16 of the U.S. Open Cup. So if they're not going to have any success in MLS, at least they've got sort of the knockout tournament in the middle of the season to to lean back, to lean on a little bit. So will they play it, the Timberwolves it, in this one or not? They do play the Timberwolves. Okay. See, here's the thing. I I was gonna. Did you read anything about this NBA in-season tournament they're going to do next year? My eyes glazed over so fast, I could have been chicken fingers. That's that's how I was literally chicken fingers. That's how little Stu cares about this. So I I just will say this much. I I knew they were talking about doing this because at at the NBA, they're, they're sort of attempting to appeal to a global audience and they they get some soccer fandom in them, and pretty soon they're saying, well, you know, this FA Cup thing, you know, this Champions League thing that they have in soccer, we should do something like that for basketball. That would be amazing. We could have a basketball FA Cup, the magic of the basketball Champions League, all right here in, on our own courts. We'll be the first ones ever to do this in America. It, you get carried away with it because... Everyone who has ever started watching soccer and then learned about, well, we have the league over here and then there's a cup competition and then there's a European cup competition. Everybody who's ever started following soccer who was already a sports fan and was somewhere in the media at some point has said, you know, I've got this great idea. Hold on. Let me tell you about something called the Champions League 
in soccer. <laughs> what if we did something like that for baseball, football, college football, whatever, making it work? It's it's one of the most reliable signposts on the way to good old American soccer fandom is that you start suggesting that maybe this could work here. The NBA is right in the middle of that. Apparently, they've got enough soccer fans at the league office to try to make this happen. But I just assumed when I heard that they were talking about doing this, that they would do it like soccer in that they would have a entirely separate competition. And that's not what they're doing. They are going to do this tournament cup competition kind of thing. But the games are also going to be included in the regular season schedule. They're going to be regular season games, but they're also tournament games. And then if you don't advance in the tournament, like they get to the knockout rounds, then you have to play, I don't know, extra loser games that will be scheduled at that point. It seems like it seems like the single strangest way that you could possibly do this. Wow. Yeah, just. Yeah, Stu is gone. By the way, I was talking for a while there. Stu, you know, we got the Zoom window here. Stu left. And it wasn't just like, you know, the old days where he'd be back, he'd be napping on the couch and then we'd see him vacuuming or whatever. He was leaving specifically to make a point, which was, John, you're talking and I don't want to care about any of this. My my eyeballs turned black. It was yes. just mouth wide open. Bees started flying out. It was not, not a good scene. Yes. Um, the, the 1996 movie, The Mummy, was reenacted right here. Boy, that is, that's, man, you are almost, you almost, uh, this will be a callback later, uh, almost hit the top six uh, subject for the day just by oh, man. a movie up. So I can't wait to find out what the, what the actual top six Who is. Who can wait? It's people are going to just skip through the rest of this just to get the last five minutes. Yeah. I mean, the whole the chicken fun. finger shows up just to call us bastards. So. <laughs> Which still could happen. Which could have, no, he's, um, what is it? Is it hockey or baseball tonight? Yeah, apparently, I I did not understand how much hockey they have. Oh, God. Even in May. Oh, yeah. Summer doesn't Late matter. night hockey. I was, I was down in, I was in Rosemount last night, mm-hmm. and there were kids. There's a, there's a hockey jail. rink. There, it was Sorry. good. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's different there. It is. It, it's the only jail I've ever, ever been to that has a bar in it. So, well, yeah, you know, I mean, you do but, your time, you get your beer with a lime. That's it's the it's the weirdest thing. There's like there's a Dairy Queen and a Taco John's and a McDonald's right there. And there's a Chipotle and an Arby's. I've never seen a split Chipotle and Arby's before in my life. But they're right there. And then there's a strip mall, one end of which is a hockey rink. Yep. It's, it's the most Rosemount thing ever. It's the beauty of Rosemount. It's the beauty of Rosemount. The magic of Rosemount. It's a great the town. The magic of Rosemount. That's that's yeah. on their water tower. <laughs> which is filled with 2% milk. I don't know if people know that. So, not pasteurized. It's pasteur, as the Rosemount um, founders have said. It's 2% milk and stapled together McMansions as far as the eye can see. So, Rosemount. Yeah. You can go from there um, to Marie Lonsdale and armor into a single wall made out of anything but paper. <laughs> Sorry. That's that's mean. I'm finally, sure those home builders are very qualified and not at finally all. Finally, we get to the con- the conversation mind. topic I've been waiting to, which is the poor construction standards. <laughs> the poor construction metro. mansions in the south, deep south, southwest metro. Uh, it is it is kind of funny that every time we mention Rosemount, Chicken treats it like, oh wow, you know this 
forgotten backwater, this redheaded stepchild that everyone treats poorly, and you go down there and it's just nothing mm-hmm. but the largest houses you've ever seen. The cops follow you out of town if you don't have a cravat. I mean, that's why don't you have a decorative scarf, sir? You clearly are in front of here. <laughs> we don't we don't take too kindly to you. You you're kind around here. No. Uh anyway. Um all right, at some point we're gonna have to take a break here. I'm trying to yes, decide whether we should take it now. I, I, I see that I see that number there at the top of the screen that the listeners yes. cannot, but we can. Well, um, I mean, we I'm gonna just play by maybe. play. We have a tight five. A tight five. I do have a tight five. I want to talk about the NHL playoffs just for a second. Sure. Because I just want um, to complain. First about of all, it. um I I found the crack and fever that I had finally broke. Mm, yes. It broke for everyone. It broke for everyone, but it was really just I, I didn't know you were allowed to play the Dallas Stars straight up in game six <laughs> at home. I thought that was like you just like have to respect the legacy of the Dallas fucking stars <laughs> and just lay down for them at home. And then if anyone boos you for doing it, you get yelled at for booing them. That's so right. I thought that was and then a, you just start man. making excuses like you can't possibly expect us to compete with all of the amazing talent that the Dallas Stars have acquired. <laughs> just the excuse generator working overtime. No, well, you know, Jake Jake Ottinger is the greatest goaltender of all time. Seattle lit him up for seven goals three different times or something like that. He's from the South Metro. He is from the South Metro. Even I knew that. And I know there's nothing that you can't be overcome from the South Metro. That's right. There's... You can mount Buck Hill. It's very easy to do. You can climb it and go right down it. There's nothing you can't <laughs> accomplish in the South Metro. It's very easy. You can defeat anything there. <laughs> anyway, on, I gotta write hockey. Down. Three minutes. You got three minutes to talk about hockey. Nothing you can't accomplish in the South Metro. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, there we go. The Everything's water. fine. Everything's good. Oh, yes, okay. the water tower. Um, the northernmost team. Did Did you see this? You may have seen this somewhere. The northernmost team left in the NHL playoffs with the conference finals coming up is las vegas yes that's awesome that's just awesome it's funny to me because it's one of those things it's clearly bad for the nhl having all of the playoff teams be south of the mason dixon line is a bad thing for the league only no one can say it's a bad thing for the league because if they do that then they'll then they have to talk about how having hockey in the south is idiotic and stupid and the league can't do that because the whole push no. of the entire 1990s was, well, we got to grow the game, we gotta, grow the game. We gotta, yeah, we got to expand beyond the places where people care about hockey into places where nobody cares about hockey. And so if these if these well-supported Canadian and Northeastern United States teams have to move south, well, what can we do? The people of Carolina, the people of Florida, the people of Las Vegas need their hockey. They crave it. They love hockey. It's their favorite sport ever. They've even heard of it most of the time. And it's just, it's bad. It's it's bad to, it's bad for this to be happening again. And I say that as someone who has a grudge against all these teams. So I'm not exactly an objective observer, but I hate Even it. Carolina? Even Carolina. I, I only hate that because of one of our most dedicated listeners. Yes. Rogan knows what he did. I know. He knows. He knows. Oh, well, that's that sucks, John. I was 
I was hoping that at least one semi-northern team would get in just for, you know, just yep. for variety. It got, <laughs> it, I'm, I was pulling for Seattle, but it got to the point where I was weirdly pulling for Edmonton too, which is, that, that's not a good feeling. No. Pulling for the Edmonton Oilers is, it's like if if somehow through a set of circumstances too complicated to relate, you'd become a Detroit Lions fan. Like, oh. wow, I'm really pulling for the Lions. Oh, this is not good. That's yeah. Oh boy. I don't My fucked up. I didn't I did not want this to happen, but here I am. I'm really the orphanage they left Lions. me out really put me in a bad spot. I'm rooting for the why, Detroit Lions. Why did they leave me in Michigan? Of oh, all the places. God. In the mitten part. In the mitten oh. part. Okay. Why couldn't they have left me in Houghton? I could be a <laughs> Michigan Tech hockey fan. I could be a Michigan Tech live in 300 feet of snow, as everyone <laughs> does up there. Yes. So that's my complaint about the NHL playoffs. It doesn't, I don't have to go on for 30 minutes. I think everybody understands. We all understand. How I feel it's, about that, but it sucks. No one cares. Whatever. Go Panthers. <laughs> they, do you, I mean, who are you rooting for at this point? And almost, it's well, probably I, the Hurricanes. It's We've be talked about how much it? I love Carter Verhage. <laughs> so, no, the Panthers are goons. Can't do it. No, I know. I just, I would just, just, just to like tweak Rocket, I would root for the Panthers. I suppose they intentionally, they intentionally hurt our beautiful boy Maddie Nice. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, Florida gosh, can go. To I head. don't know. Um, the chicken hates the Golden Knights because yep. of socialism, which is I sure. Um, uh, Dallas obviously stole our team, so screw them. Yeah, uh, I'll hate them forever. Carolina, bullies and goons. Um, Florida, bullies and goons. Yeah, uh, I guess you got to be Carolina. All right, yeah, Rocket, I'm on your side again. Yeah, there we go. Happy for it's you. It's hurricanes all the way. Yep. All right. Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Take a break. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, we're back. All right, we got just a couple more topics I want to talk about. Number one, Stu, is the NBA draft lottery fixed? No. Um, San Antonio won, which is, you know, whatever. They had David Robinson. They had Tim Duncan. Um, But Chicago was in this lottery. (laughs) If you're going to fix, you're going to fix in the Bulls' favor. Yes, the NHL is like, come on, guys. It's... Why Why would you not Chicago? You have to give it to Chicago because reasons. The NHL is just Antonio shaking their head right the now. the fourth or fifth city you think of when you think of Texas. So, I mean, it's <laughs> not, it's just, it's just because they have a history and like a Hall of Fame coach. That's why you think it's fixed. But no, if they were going to fix it, they would fix it in favor of Chicago 10 times out of nine. 
So mm-hmm. this one I think is actually on the up and up. Is San so. Antonio a bigger city than Green Bay, Wisconsin? It probably is. Every city in Texas is like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I it's mean, just a small town. Robbinsdale is bigger than Green Bay. I mean, it's sixteen no, million people. Yeah, no one. Yeah, be, just just on principle, every city is bigger than Green Bay, just because <laughs> criminals don't count for your population. Just, <laughs> I was trying to think of. Uh, there are very few comparable markets to San Antonio, Texas, in the major league. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, All right. It's, the it's second, a, it's a big city, but it's just it's not one you think of. I mean, yeah. it's like Bakersfield, California, Austin, El Paso are like the first four that I think of. Then it's San Antonio, right? Um, the other thing I want to mention, we talked about the Twins already, but it's remarkable how useless Carlos Correa is right now. Oh, yeah, been playing better the last week, John. He struck out. He struck out twice tonight already. Once with runners on, and it's not like Clayton Kershaw is blowing him away. He's, Clayton Kershaw at this point in his career is throwing eighty-five mile an hour fastballs, seventy-three mile an hour curves, and it just—he's played better over the last week, you're, you're, you're letting the small Duke, sample size get to you. I you're won't it get to you. Again. I won't let you. I won't let your optimism and your unwillingness to criticize get to me here. Why oh. is Carlos Correa useless? Why are you just, uh, defending him? I mean, uh, when what did you know, and when did you know it? It's a rough start. No one can deny that, but I'm still I'm fine with it. Stu's a believer. All right. Speaking just, of believers, just, I, no, I, just, I just don't think he's cooked yet. I just don't. I'm not saying he's cooked. Think I'm saying he's, he's useless. Yet. I'm not saying he's going to be useless forever. I'm saying he's useless right now. He is useless right now, but that's okay. Fine. But he's less useless. That's all I want to hear. That's all I want to hear you say. That's all I wanted to hear you say, Stu. Okay. And okay. the other thing I want to hear you say is tonight's top six. I desperately um, want to we, hear that. we can do that, but um, I actually had a request from a Ooh. listener um, tonight, Derek, uh, Derek Karen. Good old um, Derek. Just, just wanted to hear how pre-angry you are about the Gophers football schedule this fall. <laughs> Why? I, I don't. What does the Gophers football schedule look like? I can't remember right it, now. Um, it, the difficulty... Um, is off the charts, apparently. I know Ohio State and Michigan are on there. Wow. I know they have a road game against North Carolina, and they have a top-two quarterback. Um, and they have no – I believe their entire secondary is all transfers. Well, that uh-huh. I mean, that's the way college sports are now. That You can't really yeah. – this is just the way it is. I, I was – I was as unhappy as anybody. Everybody leaves the program in the offseason and you get 27 new guys. It's not like freshmen anymore. It's just, well, this guy, I don't even know who's left the program. I have no idea who's on the Gopher football team anymore. Is Travis Cole the quarterback? I think it's Tanner Morgan's son. Yes, yeah. actually. No, he's, he's out of eligibility for sure. He's a grad there's, student. There's no way that Tanner Morgan's kids are young enough to still be in college. That's a fair point. No, so actually, so. I this is this is the thing, and we probably talked about it on the podcast at the time. The Gophers had a window there where they didn't have oh, yeah. Ohio State on, they didn't have Michigan on the on, and they still they were eleven two that one year. But even yeah. then, those losses were to Iowa and Wisconsin, and they didn't take advantage of it. So yeah, now all they, was, all they had to do was beat Iowa last year, and Iowa did not play offense last year. That's all they had to do was beat Iowa, and they still couldn't do it. Yeah. Now you so now now you now you, now you pay the price. You pay the price of having to get your butt kicked by Ohio State and Michigan. I don't like it any more than anybody else does, but unless until they finally split the Big Ten into and have promotion and relegation and the Gophers can win the second division championship every year, 
That's yeah. just the way the world is. It's not fair and it's not right. But and they open like they play like August thirty first against your uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers, I believe. That they is there. They're week they zero. They're another week zero. On August thirty first. This is stupid. I know. Well, didn't like last year, like Nebraska played Notre Dame in like a yeah battlefield like in Ireland or something. Like July fifteenth for some reason. Yeah, like the Pope, like was the halftime entertainment <laughs> and the referee. Tuba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he dotted the eye on script Ohio, even though it was Ohio very State weird. Wasn't there. I mean, it was like just I think weird all blasphemy, but I don't know if it's blasphemy because <laughs> it's in Ireland. So we just gotta let's let ask, it happen. Let's ask your dad in the car after mass again. <laughs> Dick Bremer to see them. He's so mad right now. Still, <laughs> I wish I had the game on. Just like so how oh, dare they talk about the Pope like this? Oh, sorry, Dick. I would never dot the I in script Ohio. No. Uh, okay. That, I you mean, do that's a good one. I, or do you have other? As sports? it turns out, as it turns out, I'm not pre-angry about the Gover schedule. I'm just plain angry. Much, <laughs> you know, that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I want to get to the top. I want to do the top six. I'm All excited right. about the top six. All right. Um, I Top six Brit and Fraser movies. No, it is not. It's, it's movies. Um, it involves. Um, let me see. One, two, three, four. Uh, Brendan Fraser is not on any of these that I can oh, remember. Okay. But these are the top six movies per domestic box office returns on this day in 1998. Twenty-five oh, years man. ago, John. Oh 25 man! Twenty-five years ago. <clears throat> this is exciting. This, this is, is so like... exciting. No one knows. Five years ago today, I was 16 years old. Oh man, I think I was like 47. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Number six, Titanic. Yeah, that was that was on the charts for about six years consecutive. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's total gross after this week when it was 572 million (laughs) dollars, which in which in today's money is a lot. Unless it's good movie, which case is 27 cents. Did people feel like that was a good movie? I I was too. I was. Um, I've only seen it on cable and never like all in one sitting. So it's you know it's James Cameron. You know it's got yeah. you know it's got a good love story in it. It's got explosions. It's got Billy Zane. So I mean, <laughs> you, got, you got that. I mean, you've got a movie. Love story, explosions, and Billy Zane. That's, That's the all three you things sometimes. you need to make a movie. But pretty much, or like you know, just literally anything, but. Definitely a movie about a nautical disaster. So that's right. That's number six. Number five, he got game. Oh, my favorite Ray Allen movie. I think I hope. <laughs> of all the Ray Allen movies, you know, Probably I saw. Favorite, so I I saw one time there was a story. I don't know if this story is true or not. I can't remember whether Spike Lee was telling it or not. But apparently, Denzel Washington played some basketball at whatever small college he went to, mm-hmm. and so they were doing they were doing this scene and ray allen knows that his character is supposed to win and i think his character was supposed to win 11 to nothing in the script or whatever Mm -hmm. and denzel is actually out there playing and after in the movie denzel starts by winning a couple of points and apparently at at some point early on in while they're filming that scene ray allen was like hey time out i'm i'm supposed to win this 11 to nothing and spike lee was like well and so it was like way more straight up than you thought. I I thought that was a. I think that's yeah. a fun story. I don't know if it's true. It or is not. a fun I can't story. Remember where I saw that? Even if like it's not true, it's a fun story. Yeah, and that's the sport of difference. Yep, that's um, right. Number four, City of Angels. 
Do you remember City of Angels, John? I don't think I saw City of Angels, but the soundtrack was huge. Oh, man. The Goo Goo Dolls. Um, They all, everyone in the band was able to buy a house and a boat after that one. Um, (laughs) And a houseboat. And a houseboat. The the big three, the house, the boat, and the houseboat. Was that the one? That was Nicolas Cage, right? Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan. Nicolas Cage played an angel. Played an angel that was in love with Meg Ryan? I believe so. And he was going to. Maybe I did see this movie. He was going to forfeit his immortality so he could live the life of a mortal and experience true love with Meg Ryan, who was still Meg Ryan at the time, just had the yeah. the curls and all that. Just yeah, it was it was good stuff. I I I I maybe I did couldn't see this tell movie. you anything else about the movie other than the two people who were in it and Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Yes, that's, that's about it. Um, number three, Quest for Camelot. What the heck? God, is that? I have no idea. I don't know. It could be a cartoon. It could be live action. West it for could Camelot. be a TikTok that they sent back in time to 1998. <laughs> I don't know. So if anyone knows anything about Quest for Camelot, leave it in our social mentions because we That's right. don't know. I don't I've, remember that. I, I don't remember that movie either. I sure, Quest yeah, for it's Camelot? Quest for Camelot. It sounds like, it either sounds like a cartoon or somehow like a, a bad made-for-TV movie about JFK. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, I mean that's hey, that might actually be no, can't be. It's it, that's May. It's May. It's when they put all all the blockbusters. Yeah. It's either a cartoon or an action movie about with like knights and jousting and shit. So, <laughs> um, all right, number two, the Horse Whisperer. The I never horse. saw this movie either. Who is in the um, Horse Whisperer? I believe it was Robert Redford. I think he was the Whisperer. But I was don't he... know that it was Robert Redford that was the horse whisperer. <laughs> this this started out strong with movies I remember, and yes, now has yeah. really degenerated into movies that I could tell you nothing about. Was <laughs> I mean, he... you know, you've heard of the horse whisperer before, but yeah, you don't know what it's about. But it was like it a, was it like a serious Doctor Doolittle kind of movie where he could actually talk to horses? Now you see that would make it a better movie. Or was it was it like the constant gardener that it was not about gardening? It was not about gardening at all. Constant gardener whips ass, by the way. That's a good movie. Weird <laughs> yeah. name, but a good movie. Right. Rent that one on your go to your video store. Get that VC. Get that uh, video cassette. That's right. Watch the constant gardener. That's the sport of guarantee. Um, number one, Deep Impact. <laughs> it was a, it was a great time. It was a great time for movies about meteors. Yes, if you were into the apocalypse in 1998, brother, yes. we had movies for you. We had was... Deep Impact. We had The Core. Yeah, um, Armageddon. We had Armageddon. We had um, The Horse Whisperer. Um, <laughs> that was about meteors. There was <laughs> the, the search for Camelot's meteors. Yep. Um, yeah. So that was. Uh, I kind of figured I was going to be it was going to be one of those because uh, they like May is when they start putting out all the tentpole like right. boom, boom explosion cartoon comic book movies. So I knew it was going to be one of those, and I was right. So <clears throat> Deep anyway. Impact sounds sounds dirtier than it actually was. Yes. Also, I can't remember who was in Deep Impact. I I'm I can remember. Say. I I definitely saw Armageddon. But I can't remember yeah. anything about Deep Impact. It was the meteor movie that wasn't Armageddon. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember who the fuck was in it. I was gonna drive it me wasn't, 
it I'm wasn't Aerosmith. It, it wasn't Aerosmith and Ben Affleck and nope. Steve Buscemi was not in it. Steve Buscemi was not in it. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis was not in it. Um, we're just going to name actors who weren't in Deep Impact until we find the actors that we're going to like end up like. Oh, maybe John Cleese from Monty Python was in it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's a fish called Wanda. Yeah, and that right. was that was number one on this day in 1988. Yeah, that's very very it's very possible, John. Um, so yeah, those are your top six movies uh, this, this was day nice. in 1998. And we got to remember some movies, except for the cases in which we didn't remember the movies. Yes. Yeah, if anyone's seen again, I am dead serious about this. Please let me know if you've seen Quest for Camelot. Please Quest let us know Camelot. if it was live action or a cartoon. Please let us know who was the lead actor or was actor. it a foreign film? Potentially, I, no, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's uh, put out by Warner Brothers, so it appears to okay. be domestic. So, <laughs> and it was coming up. Ninety-eight was the summer of the first Star Wars prequel, wasn't it? So that yes. was like coming up now. Yes. I think, or not? I was, I was or it could have been ninety nine. It was ninety nine. Yeah. All right. That's way, a good who gives a shit? Uh, you know, another. We talked about actors that are not in Deep Impact. Now we're talking about movies that did not come out in ninety eight. Yeah, that's far. This as has we been know. good. This has been nice. Yeah, like the another scroll in here. The next week it was Godzilla was number one. Ooh, week another that, soundtrack. The Truman Show. Week after that. Oh, that's that's was, a great movie. Do you like the Truman Show? I do like the Truman Show. It's good great stuff. Ed Harris. Good stuff. Um, X Files movie, Doctor Doolittle. Doctor Doolittle, we mentioned that already. You got to get to the weekend of July Fourth to get to Armageddon. Just oh man, so yeah, good, good, good disaster. Right out there, some there's somebody who wrote Deep Impact or produced Deep Impact is just mad right now that I can't remember anything but Armageddon. No, (sighs) Deep Impact was superior every way. (sighs) Anyway, anyway, that was a good top six too. I enjoyed that. Yeah, and for once I could participate. Oh, good! I'm happy to help. So, um, I believe um, is that it, John? I don't. Yeah, you got anything else? You want to plug anything? I got nothing to plug. Looks like uh, yeah, we just got a text from Brandon. He's not going to be able to make it. The kids are, kids are owly tonight. I did have one thing I wanted to say. Tonight was the first night ever for me of kid of youth sports. First practice. Yep. My, I have mentioned this on the podcast, but my daughter is playing lacrosse this summer. She's uh-huh. six. So you can imagine how a six year old lacrosse looks. And it's fun because I know nothing about lacrosse. I, again, we've established on the podcast that I know a lot about a lot of sports, but I, this is one that I know nothing about. Can I tell you something that I learned tonight, Stu? Sure. When the ball is on the ground in lacrosse, you know what that's called? A divot, a ground ball. Wow. That now makes, that, I mean, it makes perfect sense. What a great it sport. It really does. They call it as they see it. I can't dispute that. That makes sense. Yeah. For me, it, it was it was really fun sitting and watching. You know, I'm obviously not coaching lacrosse because I, mm-hmm. until a week ago, I couldn't have told you how many players are on the team. But it was fun sitting and watching my six-year-old do this, partially because, you know, she's playing a team sport. And, of course, for me, the guy who loves sports, that's just exciting. But also, she's six, and so at one point, the coach had to tell her and her friend that they needed to listen because they were busy putting grass in each other's hair instead of listening to the coach. And I was just <laughs> delighted by it. It's just, I don't know what Chicken and Brandon are always complaining about with all the use sports. I could do this every night of the week. <laughs> this is great. 
Ah, uh, that's you're the yeah, you're you're in the salad days as far as you yep. sports. There's no is... <laughs> no expectations. They're just fun. And the and in theory, this will wear them out and get them to bed earlier too. Yes, that didn't work, by the way. Uh, well, yeah, no, it never does. But they, they say it will. It never does. It never does. No, they never get tired. They're never no. ever tired. You think no, you're gonna get th- tired that you like you go to the bathroom, you come out there sitting at the kitchen table with a cigarette and a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, what are you doing dad, I'm ready. <laughs> no, the clearly the coach of her team is you know her friend's dad, and he is in the grinder because he like rushed in to get to practice because he was at a a sixth grade track meet. And then after was. practice, he had to rush out because he Jesus. had to get back to the sixth grade track meet. That oh. is, that's where Brandon and Chicken are. I mean, yes. Chicken's doing midnight hockey practices in May, and yes. Brandon is Brandon is really the one that's right now. Oh, well, I got to coach two different baseball teams and somehow a softball team and two hockey teams right now. He's he's living the true youth sports grinder right now. Where I'm just you know pulling up my lawn chair and. Watching kids who never held a lacrosse stick before play lacrosse—it's it's delightful. Anyway, I'm just saying I I love being a youth sports parent. One day into it, I mean, there are like martyrs from the Old Testament who see what parents do for youth sports, <laughs> and they're like, you know, the Pharisees beat me to death with stones, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be caught dead doing this, and I'm dead. But I'm not coaching baseball I'm, again. I'm not coaching two youth sports at the same time. <laughs> More rocks. Get bigger rocks. More, I'm not more doing rocks, Pharisees. <laughs> pussies. <laughs> Do better. Uh, so I apologize that the Pharisees were not supposed to be called pussies. Man, when you get in the car with your dad after this podcast, the silence <laughs> well, how are you going to give a shit? It's my mom I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know what you're going to do. I, yeah, oh, well. I think the Pharisees are bad, but it's hard to say. <laughs> I think the Pharisees are bad. We're going to end there. Yes, there we go. That okay, hot take. Pharisees equal bad. Thanks for listening to the sportive. This has been Vacation Bible School with Stu and cool. John. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.